the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network presents Vatican Insider with Joan Lewis. Each week, Joan brings you news from inside the Vatican and the church around the world, as well as interviews and answers to your questions. Now, here's the host of Vatican Insider, Joan Lewis. Welcome to Vatican Insider on this first weekend, these very first days of the new year 2022. I know we're all praying for the very same thing in these days, for a healthy, happy new year, and one in which we can say goodbye to the global menace of COVID. My guest this weekend in the interview segment is Canon Philip Gillespie, rector of the Beta College in Rome, a seminary under the auspices of the bishops of England and Wales. Our conversation in Part 1 touches on many topics, the history of the seminary, what its name represents, what is special about the men who come to the Beta, and the moving story behind the cause for beatification of former student Father Thomas Biles. So stay tuned for that. And now, the news highlights. Sunday, December 26th, at the Angelus, Pope Francis greeted pilgrims in St. Peter's Square on the Feast of the Holy Family of Nazareth, and he called on everyone to remember their family roots and to be open to learning how to be a family, since each day presents new challenges and opportunities that require flexibility and creativity. He noted how even the Holy Family faced unexpected problems, anxiety, and suffering. The Pope repeated a bit of advice he's offered in the past, saying that in the evening when the day is over, we should always make peace, never going to sleep without having made peace. Conflicts within the family can fester without this, he warned, even ending up in physical and moral violence that wounds harmony and can break up families. He recommended we focus less on the I and more on the you, not just on ourselves, but always try to pray a little bit together to ask God for the gift of peace. Also Sunday, announced at the Angelus, Pope Francis called his letter to married couples for the Amoris Laetitia family year 2021-2022 his Christmas gift to them, as well as an encouragement, a sign of my nearness, and also an opportunity for meditation. He underscored in his letter how important it is to reflect upon and experience God's goodness and tenderness, who, with his fatherly hand, guides the footsteps of spouses on the path of goodness. May the Lord grant to married couples the strength to continue the journey undertaken. Also Sunday, Pope Francis sent his condolences to the family and loved ones of Anglican Archbishop Desmond Tutu, who died at age 90. In a telegram sent to Archbishop Peter Wells, Apostolic Nuncio in South Africa, and signed by Vatican Secretary of State Pietro Parolin, the Pope paid tribute to his service to the Gospel through the promotion of racial equality and reconciliation in his native South Africa, and he invoked the divine blessings of peace and consolation of the Lord upon all who mourn Archbishop Tutu's passing. As well as winning the Nobel Peace Prize in 1984, the Archbishop was awarded the Templeton Prize for his, quote, lifelong work in advancing spiritual principles such as love and forgiveness, which has helped to liberate people around the world. Monday and Tuesday, December 27th and 28th, were quiet days in the Vatican. On Wednesday, December 29th, however, the Pope presided at the weekly general audience in the Paul VI Hall, the last one of 2021. 
He continued his catechesis series on St. Joseph, saying we now consider Joseph's courage in the face of persecution. Like many of our brothers and sisters facing injustice or violence today, Joseph and Mary were forced to migrate from their homeland in order to flee the wrath of King Herod. Francis explained that, deceived by the Magi as to the precise location of Christ's birth, Herod sought to kill all the male children in Bethlehem of two years or younger. In response to the message of an angel, Joseph courageously took the Holy Family on the perilous journey to Egypt. On their return to the land of Israel, Joseph led them to Galilee to set up home in Nazareth, safe from the threat of Herod's successor. While Herod embodies cruelty, arrogance, and aggression, said the Holy Father, Joseph, by contrast, shows us how to respond to our own challenges and difficulties with virtuous love, courageously trusting in God's providence. Francis concluded with a prayer for all migrants, persecuted people, and all victims of adverse circumstances, for the many people who are victims of wars, who want to flee from their homeland but cannot. Let us think, he said, of the migrants who set out on that road to be free, so many of whom end up in the street or in the sea. Let us think of Jesus in the arms of Joseph and Mary, fleeing, and let us see in him each one of the migrants of today. Migration today is a reality to which we cannot close our eyes. It's a social scandal of humanity. Thursday, December 30th. The Spirit of God never ceases to work and to give rise to creators of fraternity, solidarity, and unity, said Cardinal Secretary of State Pietro Parolin in a message conveying Pope Francis's greetings and his prayers for young people of the Taizé community. An eagerly awaited in-person meeting of European youth led by the Taizé community was once again postponed due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic with the meeting now scheduled to take place in July in Turin, Italy. The Holy Father is praying for this intention, wrote the Cardinal, but for the present he is united in thought and prayer with all of you who are present online, and he sends you his warmest greetings. In the message conveying the Pope's closeness, Cardinal Parolin commended the Teze youth for not giving in to defeatism, but instead tackling difficult questions head-on, praying about them, and listening to God's Word in order to shed light on the most complex human situations. As I prepare this news report on Friday afternoon, December 31st, Pope Francis is scheduled to mark the end of the year with the traditional Vespers and Te Deum in St. Peter's Basilica in late afternoon. Tomorrow, Saturday, January 1st, 2022, a holy day of obligation, he will preside at Mass for the Solemnity of Mary, Mother of God. Now, stay here for a visit to the Pontifical Beta College with its rector, Father Philip Gillespie. And again, have a beautiful, safe, happy, and healthy New Year. This is Toya Hall, Vice President of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio has the power to transform people's lives by proclaiming the fullness of truth with love and clarity. 
Catholic Radio equips the faithful to address the problems that face our world today and from a uniquely Catholic perspective. Daily doses of Catholic Radio helps to build strong and faithful souls for Holy Mother Church. The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever. From Rome to your home, EWTN's Vatican Bureau lets you watch all of the important events from Rome, even if you don't have a TV. Using the latest technology, we've made it possible to watch the latest news from the Holy See, all delivered directly to your home. It's easy. Watch live on EWTN YouTube and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network. The power of prayer depends on God's action, not on our praying. The Holy Spirit prays within us with groanings too deep for words, as Romans 8 says. And He empowers us to seek God and to seek from Him all that we need. And the answer to prayers are always from God in order to worship Him. do listen and I love EWTN. My mother loved EWTN. It's just a wonderful way and I thank you for what you're doing, the courage that you have for telling us how it is with Jesus, God, Mary, all of it. We have to get back to something in this country or we're doomed. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. Welcome back to Vatican Insider. Here's Joan Lewis. Well, I want to welcome everybody to a a new edition of Vatican Insider and to the interview segment. And my guest today is Canon Philip Gillespie. He's the rector of the Pontifical Beta College, Beta as we say here in Rome. Now, as my listeners know, Rome is filled with seminaries, many of which are national or regional, such as this college, such as the Pontifical North American, Pontifical Latin, the Pontifical French, etc. And today I present Beda, as we call it here. But by the way, I want to explain the word college. It has several different meanings in Italian, one of which is seminary. So if you see that on a building in Rome, the chances are it's a seminary. So, Father Gillespie, welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much for coming to the Beda. Oh, it's been a wonderful experience. And before I go into some of the questions I have about the college, its founding, etc., tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how long you've been here. Uh, I'm a priest of the Archdiocese of Liverpool in England. I've been here now. This is my seventh year. Uh, Before coming here, I was parish priest at a place called the Isle of Man, uh, Douglas on the Isle of Man. Uh, which is a, uh, a relatively small island, which is physically between England and Northern Ireland itself. I have never been there in all my travels to the uh, throughout the throughout the UK. So someday I'll have to put that on my bucket list. Well, I'm sure if if the uh, Isle of Man Tourist Board heard that, they'd want me to put a good word in okay. for the island. But please do it. It's a well, very very lovely place. We we certainly will stay in in touch. Now, I want to explain two things right away. I introduced you as canon, and yet here I am calling you father. So explain canon to my listeners. Before I went to the Isle of Man, I'd been eight years teaching at a seminary in the northeast of England, St. Cuthbert's College, Ushaw. 
And when I went to the Isle of Man, the Archbishop said, well, I'd like you to become part of the chapter of canons. And the chapter of canons in the Archdiocese are representatives from the different parts of the Archdiocese, also characters who have particular roles and functions in the diocese. And it's really a consultative body for the bishop, but he likes to have it to represent uh, as many different aspects of life in the Archdiocese as possible. So taking up the position as parish priest at Douglas on the Isle of Man, he said, I'd like you to be a canon. Um, The origin of the Ade, the chapter, um, is often linked with cathedrals and often linked with monastic houses because, of course, the the Ade, the chapter, was literally the gathering together of the community to listen to a chapter or a part of the rule of Benedict. As the years have developed, um, the chapter has always been linked with, with a cathedral Um, So part of our role is to pray for the work of the Metropolitan Cathedral of Christ the King in Liverpool, in my case, uh, to support that liturgical life wherever possible. It's a little difficult at this distance just to pop in and preside at Mass or help with confessions. But whenever I'm back in, in the summer or over the holidays, I'll always make sure that I can get not only to the chapter meetings, because as a, a chapter, a group of priests, we do meet regularly. Um, and the Archbishop will ask advice and, and consultation on sure. some of the, the questions that, that he's trying to, to, to deal with in, all, in the Archdiocese. Yeah. Well, I actually, the word canon as a person, uh, not canon law, uh, for example, but the word canon, I first became familiar with it in Rome when I discovered and tours of the basilicas, St. Mm. Peter's, St. Paul's, we're right across the street from, from St. Paul's outside the walls now, and that they had a chapter of canons. So you, I have good friends who are canons, for example, in St. Peter's, canons at St. Mary Major. So now to the seminary name, Beta. This is very strictly linked to your history, of course. And you were founded in 1852 by um, Pope Pius the IX, so next year's a big anniversary. And it had one name, and then Leo XIII gave it the new name, the current one. And, so, and by the way, as I looked at your history, your great website, you're just a few years older than the North American College. That's right, and, that's right. And both more or less looking at their buildings built in, in the 1950s. So, um, but tell us about the name. Well, actually, we've had three names in our history. When we were founded, they weren't quite sure what to call us. So for about two years, we were simply known as the Collegio Ecclesiastico, the the Ecclesial College. That's right, I did read that. And then we were renamed, as you say, because of of Pius IX. We were known as Collegio Pio, Pius' College. Up until the time that Leo XIII was about to declare uh, St. Bede, who was a monk from uh, Northumberland, uh, Monk Wearmouth and Jarrow in Northumberland. He was about to declare him as a doctor of the church in 1899. So as a, a preliminary to that, he renamed us, and since then we have been the, the Pontifical College of St. Bede the Venerable. So the Better. full name and Beda for short. Yes, Beda, yes. Beda known yes. uh, far and wide as that uh, but in 2018, we, we kept the, the anniversary of, of our renaming. Oh, okay. uh, But next year, as, as you said, we, we have the, 
uh, the joy of celebrating 170 years since our foundation as the Collegio Ecclesiastico. Huge anniversaries. In fact, just as a parenthesis, I am a member, I have been for 40 years, of the um, uh, Catholic American Church, first Santa Susanna, now St. Patrick's in Rome. It'll be 100 years in February, coming February, 2022, that the Paul's fathers were assigned to come to Rome. So they're celebrating their big anniversary. As your website says, the beta is the uh, for the formation of priests for diocesan and religious congregations and is under the guidance of the Bishops' Conference of England and Wales. But I also know and have visited the VEC, the Venerable English College, and so how do you differ? I mean, I think of, uh, of you know, Britain, I think of the Bishops' of uh, Conference of England and Wales when I think of both. Well, certainly the back. Uh, which was where I was a student back in the 1980s, is certainly the the more venerable college. Oh, it's like 600 years old. Because of age, precisely. Um, We're we're relatively new. Our foundation was very much linked with uh, the restoration of the Catholic hierarchy in England and Wales, which was 1850. So in that period, there was the, the feeling that there would be many people coming from perhaps ministry within other ecclesial communions coming to the Catholic Church and therefore the, the Collegio Ecclesiastico as was, uh, the Bader as is now, was set up um, with a particular eye to the needs of those who were coming having had significant experience whether it was in ordained ministry in other ecclesial communions all those who are coming at a slightly later age. And in fact, that, that I would say is the main difference between ourselves and the English college, mm-hmm. that, for instance, I went to the English college at the age of 18, um, and I actually did seven years uh, as a student there. Wow. Um, we would not accept someone at such tender years uh, because that's not what we were established for. So beta is for slightly older vacation uh, vocations. Not your in, in the in the new ratio fundamentalis that that was uh, promulgated in 2016, we would come under the title of a college for mature vocations, okay. which for There's us there's a lot of them around. Oh yes, oh. yeah. Uh, for us, that we we would count that to be over the age of around 35, mm-hmm. um, but with no no limit. We, we have students here at the moment who are approaching, if not already into, their early 60s. Mm-hmm. Now, if a diocesan bishop, uh, having gone through all the, the preparation and the accompaniment which is needed in their own diocese, decides that um, a man of that age and that experience can bring gifts uh, to, to his diocese, then we are more than happy to accept them into this community, sure. which perhaps does have a different, different atmosphere to it. Um, one of the, the most noticeable things is that our students do all their studies in the college. In other words, we're not linked with oh. any of the uh, the Roman colleges, the Angelicum or the Gregorian or, or any oh, of the Oh, because others. a lot of the seminarians from diverse, all the seminaries in Rome, do have courses on campus, but then do frequent the others. So I didn't know they don't go to the Greg or... Where it, it is evidently the right thing to do. Um, somebody may well do courses or follow a, a degree 
uh, module or two at the Angelicum or the Gregorian. But the vast majority of the students, um, in fact, at the present time, all of the students uh, actually study a degree which is validated through St Mary's University Twickenham in London. Oh, sure, I know it, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, I was at, there when Pope Benedict oh, visited lovely. Yes. in 2010. That's right. Um, the fact that there are only five resident members of the formation exactly. team here at the college means that what we do for, for the provision of the the academic degree is call upon uh, English speakers from many of the other pontifical faculties and okay. institutes. Uh, so I think at the moment we have about 14 um, who who come into the college in order to teach. So it might on be a degree. specialty like canon law, you mean, or ethics, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, fundamentals, moral yeah, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I did my license at Saint Anselmo. Oh yes. So at the moment, liturgy. I I do all the liturgy teaching. Okay. But we also have uh, people who work in uh, the various congregations who will come oh, in as well. So part of the liturgy teaching, for instance, is done by a priest from Ireland, but at the moment who's working in the Congregation for Divine Worship and Discipline of the Sacraments. Thinking of of the Sant'Anselmo, I was invited once, I was doing a story on Sant'Anselmo, and I was invited for lunch, for Mass on on a Sunday, and then lunch afterwards with the the whole community. I remember telling someone about my experience, and I was talking about the pill, P-I-L, which is the Pontifical Institute of Liturgy. Mm. I had to clear that up um, <laughs> immediately in, in our conversation, but certainly one of the most famous I mean, in, indeed, in, in the church. When, when I was a student there, there was another P-I-L, which was the Pastoral Institute of Liturgy, which oh. was in, in Carlo in Ireland. Oh. So you always used to have to say P-I-L brackets. Yes, yeah. exactly, and explain it. But um, Now, you know, in exploring the website... I found the story of your motto, very interesting words um, from St. Bede, from his sermons, I guess. The motto, running under the eyes of God and of Christ. Nice. How fascinating. It is, and some students in years past have often relied on the, the idea of the karamus, uh, we run. And they say, well, possibly at our age we won't be doing too much running, yeah. but we, we know what's, what's meant. I think it puts everything into its perspective, um, first of all, that there is the the watchful and loving view that Christ has of our lives. Yes. Um, but I think it also is a, a definition or a, a suggestion of what we try and do at the Beda, which is to harness the experiences of, of these men who come from many different backgrounds. We harness that for the work of the gospel. As Bede has given us his lovely words from uh, from his homily that idea of everything we do christ is watching us and you can view that either in a a rather worrying way you know he's he's watching i've got to be on best behavior we always give of our best um that was my thought when when i thought of the motto and i all i could think of was kids if they know their parents are watching them they're a little or a teacher you know kid at school the teacher's actually watching them. So whether it's for a minute or an hour, they'll be on their best behavior. That's right, that's right. Well, I, I think we'll, we'll give of our best at all times and in all places. But there's also that idea of almost the fraternal, uh, loving watch sure, that, sure. that is given to us. Sometimes when I reflect on it, I, I think also of 
the lovely image that's used by Francis de Sale in Introduction to the Devout Life of the child who has one hand always in that of the father oh. and, and looks every now and again just to see that the father approves of what he wow. or she is doing. Wow. Um, but with the other hand is busy about exploring the world around them. One of the stories that most struck me in learning about the Veda was the story of Father Thomas Biles. Now, there's a cause for canonization of Tell us about Father. Well, he was a student here. He'd studied at one or two other colleges, but finished off his studies here at the Veda. And he went back to be parish priest in Brentwood Diocese. I think the last parish he was in was Ongar. Um, but yes. he'd been invited to go over to the United States to preside at a wedding, a family wedding. And he sailed on a ship called the Titanic. And it was on that final journey, that was his final journey as well, because not only had he ministered uh, to the, the, the people on board during the voyage, but of course on that fateful night of the striking of the iceberg and the sinking of the ship, he was also last seen and heard ministering to the people who weren't in lifeboats uh, and those who were nearer to, to death oh, wow. uh, than, than others. Um, so staying instead of trying to get off He himself. stayed where he was. He refused, tradition says he refused the offer of, of a place in a lifeboat that was where he needed to be at that time. Sure. And so he lost his life. And I think the, the, the cause is to say it's not a martyrdom of blood, uh, but it's a martyrdom of the fidelity. It's a heroic the fidelity. Uh, yeah. of, of, and fidelity. Absolutely. Now. Right. So, uh, so we pray along with the, uh, with the Diocese of Brentwood oh. um, for, for that. Well, I'm delighted to know that story. And the, so that was the... Uh, 1914 with the Titanic mm. began. He was only ordained in 1902, so right. you know, right. still a, the early years of his priesthood. Yes, so. yes, yes. But but that that image, I think, of fidelity um, and of being where he needed to be, and that was with his people. Oh, exactly. Um, I I think that very much when when I hear the present Holy Father speaking of of having the the the, the feel of of the pastoral sheep. ministry yeah, and right. the the smell of the sheep, oh, as smell. he puts it. Exactly. Um, there's a good example for us, oh, and I an agree. example of which we are, we are very proud. I agree. Well, that's all the time we have today with Canon Philip Gillespie, Rector of the Beta College in Rome, a seminary under the auspices of the Bishops of England and Wales. But come back next week when we look at where the seminarians come from, the importance of being an international seminary, and of studying in Rome. We also talk about the four pillars of formation at the Beta that were inspired by St. John Paul's Pastores Dabo Vobis. And Father Gillespie and I will also talk about how COVID has impacted life at the seminary. And we also learn some wonderful and funny, but also sad news about the nuns who have staffed the college for 60 years. For more information on these stories or to check out Joan's blog and to ask her a question, go to EWTN.com. That's EWTN.com. Thanks for listening to Vatican Insider on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network.